0: Welcome to the Wix podcast series. This is the first episode. Your hosts for today are Adharvi Bes and Prashasti. Today we have with us a second year PhD student in the CS department at Ashoka University, Chanda Grover. She's researching under the supervision of Professor Ravi Kuthari in artificial intelligence and machine learning. She has done her BTEC and MTech in CS so far. Hi, Chanda. We're glad to have you here with us today. So, would you like to talk about the field that you're working in?
1: Thank you, Atharvi. Thank you, Prashasti, for giving me chance to talk about my research area at Women in Computing Society. And I would like to take you through specific area called transfer learning in the area of artificial intelligence that I'm currently exploring on at Ashoka University. So before starting or explaining about this area, I would like to set up some background for what is artificial intelligence, what is machine learning, what is deep learning and how I started in this particular area. If we talk about the intelligence, there is no clear-cut definition according to people or there is no consensus about it. Few people say that it's the ability to take some good decisions through knowledge. If we talk about human beings, few of the knowledge we have acquired from our birth and it has been hardwired into our genes. And some of the knowledge we have acquired through the experiences, the life we live each moment we, we are learning something. Each moment we are observing and adapting our surroundings to our already existing knowledge. So if we consider the example of four year kid, the way we make him to understand or recognize the word is that we give him some examples. This is the dog. This is the cow. We give certain set of examples to a kid and through those examples, small four year kid starts learning. And he starts recognizing the word that surrounds him or her. We people try to incorporate into machines and enabling that kind of learning into machines is actually known as artificial intelligence. That is, we are trying to enable machines to learn automatically. And by giving some examples to them, we are trying to make machines learn and trying to develop some intelligence into them so that they can Decide something and act accordingly. Similar example: if we consider a a certain grid of dots having sixty-four cross sixty-four dots onto it, the way a person connects those dots, we, we can come up with different things out of that grid of sixty-four cross sixty-four size. If we make some random connections of those dots, we can come up with some random picture. Or if we connect those dots in a way that it makes some image of an animal or a bird, then we get recognized that we are able to make that grid to be represented as some animal or some bird. So it's the way how we connect those dots. We, we come out of some, some information out of that. So this is actually the intelligence and the way we are trying to make machines also learn these type of connections. This actually helps them to decide something and to take some actions accordingly. This is the idea about the intelligence. And since we are making machines to learn through examples, that actually means how we are making machines to learn. That is the idea of machine learning. And machine learning is nothing but it's a subfield of artificial intelligence via which we are making machines to learn automatically and adapt to new environment, whatever new data that comes to a machine, then it is able to adapt it and make some more insights out of it. Then we have another area called deep learning, which is nothing but a specific learning mechanism for making machines to learn where instead of having a single level, we have multiple levels of learning or representing the data deep learning mechanism it requires a huge amount of data to learn anything so that's the one drawback for this particular type of learning mechanism and we want to make sure that this learning should not get happened through a huge amount of data there comes the need of why would we want to have some other type of learning mechanism so that instead of using a huge amount of data we can learn with a small amount of data for example if we teach a human being about recognizing different type of apples then if we give five or ten different examples of apples then a person can make some decision about some unknown apple when he sees some unknown apple then he gives some of his opinion that this is the apple but if we try to make machines also to recognize the same thing then a huge amount of data is required instead of five or ten it would require around thousand or 10,000 or million around those type of example, it would require even to recognize a simple type of object. So there is a gap between the way human beings learn and the way machines are learning as of now. Transfer learning is one of the learning mechanisms where instead of learning from the scratch we try to reuse the knowledge of some already existing objects and try to incorporate that knowledge into the learning of other mechanisms.
0: So we're saying that when it comes to artificial intelligence, we have a couple of examples and we're building upon it. Um, And then when it comes to deep learning, we have layers of these examples. And then when it comes to transfer learning, we're probably using these layers and trying to use these layers to understand something else that is a little similar, but would still require a different data set maybe. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, in one sense, when you said about the deep learning things, we have a huge number of examples, but those examples are represented at different levels. So if you consider human face, then the initial layers of those Face recognition uh, system would be some eyes or the edges of nose or the ear parts, and the later on parts would be the connection between the eyes and nose, uh, the connection between the nose and ears, and the later layers of the network would be the whole face of.
0: Oh, right, of, makes sense. So it's it, it's way deeper than just recognizing an object. It's it's also about the spatial understanding of the object and how they're they're connecting with each other. In terms of levels. Yeah. In this segment of the podcast, we will have Chanda explain transfer learning in different levels of understanding, starting with a teenager.
1: Research area transfer learning has been inspired from the way human beings learn. As we take the certain examples from human beings, let us say that a person knows how to ride a bicycle then he can utilize his knowledge of riding a bicycle in riding a motorcycle. Because if we think about it, then there is some sort of similarity between the riding of these two vehicles. First of all, both of these two vehicles are two wheelers and they have to maintain a balance between both of them. One vehicle runs at a faster pace and another vehicle runs at a slower pace. So if a person knows how to ride a bicycle, then... Instead of getting trained for riding a motorcycle, he can utilize his knowledge of riding a bicycle for riding a motorcycle. So this type of knowledge or certain this type of example has been inherently human beings utilize their already trained knowledge for some other task. Similar type of philosophy or learning mechanism we want to introduce into machines also through transfer learning mechanism. This was one particular example. And another example could be if we think from the game's perspective, if a person know how to play a badminton, then he can easily learn the art of playing. So, because there is some similarity, they have to keep a closer eye on the shuttle or the bowl in both of these two games and somehow they can utilize the knowledge of playing one game to another one. Similarly, if a small kid know how to do skating, at a ground level, then the same knowledge he can utilize or apply in doing the skating in ice as well. It's only the change of environment. He adjusts certain things, but he's capable to pick up the ice skating skills uh, by learning only the skating things. As we had quoted certain examples and we saw that there was some sort of similarity between two types of tasks that a human beings do. And he innately or automatically Inherently, he transfers his knowledge of one task to the other task. So similar type of uh, learning mechanism, we actually want to incorporate into machines as well through the transfer learning mechanism. This makes a little bit sense uh, for the transfer learning mechanism.
0: Yeah, this makes sense. And then say, if we're talking about explaining this to maybe like a CS undergraduate student.
1: Okay, so there are certain other examples. So every CS student we know, he is uh, much more familiar with certain programming languages like C, Java, Python, most of us are very much familiar to these languages. If a person knows the basic C language, then he can reuse the uh, skills of C language in picking up any other language that he wants to learn, for example, Python. So, there is some similarity between learning these two languages, then he can utilize learning of one knowledge in picking up some other knowledge.
0: So, we're saying that inherently the logic of programming remains the same and therefore once we've learned that, um, we could use that and apply it to different sort of languages and that is how we transfer our learning from one foundation to another. Okay.
1: Exactly, exactly. So this transfer of knowledge, we are doing inherently in human beings. We really don't care about it, but for machines, we have to make them enable via some mechanism and transfer learning is one of the mechanisms by which people are trying to utilize the knowledge of one model or one domain or one task for another one. Similarly, if a person knows the maths or the stats part, well, then very easily, he can pick up the machine learning based subject because machine learning is totally based on these maths and statistics kind of things, the probability, linear algebra, these things. Similar type of example, we can quote for the car driving. So if we think of the car driving rules, then in India and in US, we have different car driving rules. In India, the driver has the right side position, and in US, driver sits on the left side of the car. Similarly, in India, we follow the left side is the correct way to go ahead but in u.s or in different countries right side is considered as right direction as a human being transfers from one country to another country then he automatically adjusts his driving skills for other country but for machines we have to make them enable. so this is another example i'm trying to bring up for connecting this transfer learning area with respect to how the human beings are inherently using this skill. And they right. don't need to put some extra efforts in transferring the knowledge, but for machines, we have to make them enable.
0: Right. And if we're, say, talking about now in terms of a more professional way of looking right. at transfer learning for people who have worked in the field before, how could we think of it in those terms?
1: Most of us, we have gone through with certain applications by google translator so as we know if we write a sentence in a particular language then we can easily get its translation in any specific language that we want to have let us say we have a huge amount of data for specific type of conversions like for english to french we have a huge amount of conversions with us and there are some languages whose data are not available with us in a very huge amount for example if we want to convert a German to French language, then those type of translations are not available in a huge amount. So Mm. again, if we have specific type of translations with us, then can we somehow transfer learning rules for one language translation for another language translation? And we Mm. make those translations enabled. So this could be one particular application for the transfer learning mechanism where Google Translator has also used this type of mechanism for making the translation very feasible for us.
0: Yeah. So I was hoping that you could tell us more about the general applications of transfer learning in different fields that's happening right now.
1: So there are many applications that have been seen so far and people have worked in computer vision part, in natural language processing part, where this transfer learning area has shown good results so the major revolution for the deep learning area it came in year 2012 when architecture called alexnet was developed architecture was trained on a very huge data set called imagenet where 14 million images with broad amount of different categories and when alexnet was trained on imagenet then we were able to get very generic features of this huge data set And those features were used for solving more specific tasks where we don't have a good amount of data. So we were able to transfer the knowledge of ImageNet-based learned feature for solving other problems. And people have shown very good results in terms of object detection and in terms of semantic segmentation. In these different type of tasks for computer vision, people have shown very good results. After this idea of ImageNet has been re- revolutionized for computer vision, people have tried to apply the same knowledge for the natural language processing part as well. And the models like Word2Vec, GloVe, Tech, generic feature models have been developed and have been applied in solving various NLP-based problems. For example, the text summarization application or in the image as we see as of now that a subject composing title automatically comes when we write a body of text in any email. Then the summarization of the whole content get automatically raised in the Google product Gmail. Similarly, transfer learning area has shown very good results in the medical image diagnosis as well. In the computer vision area, we had trained very big architecture model on ImageNet dataset. The generic features that we have learned through training on ImageNet data, we are able to do classification or diagnosis in the medical domain as well, where we don't have a good amount of data. We have been able to transfer the knowledge of ImageNet-based model on the medical image diagnosis problems as well.
0: Right. And I was wondering if you could tell us more about the specific field of research that you're working in.
1: So one of the problem that I started working on, when I recite some uh, statement in English, then some automatically visualization gets created into our mind. For example, if I say a cat is sitting on a table, so when I say a cat, automatically the we can visualize some cat. When we say a cat is sitting on the table, then a table also comes into picture. When I say a cat is sitting onto the table, that means, there is some connection between a table and a cat that a cat is onto the table so some picture comes to our mind when we say some sentence so again here we have different modalities of data one is in the text and another is in the image format image it's not in front of us but in our mind we are able to visualize what this particular statement is saying so in one sense there is happening some mapping between a text and the image type of data Again, some transfer of knowledge is happening between the text and the image type of data here. That means there is some space here in terms of data where both of these two modalities are mapping to a common place. So identifying that particular place is one of my area of interest, which I want to explore that or what particular space is making two modalities or two different representation to get mapped or What similarity we can find in two different type of modality. Right. This is one particular application I am working on as of now, that transferring the knowledge of one specific design property molecule into another specific property molecule and coming up with some more good property molecules design.
0: Right. So I think it's also evident to me from what you've just explained that the field in general is heavily interdisciplinary, meaning that since you're working on something that is visual, which could lead to linguistics, but you're also working on something that's related to biotechnology. So the field can have uh, applications in different fields uh, and not just related to computer science in general. Yeah, exactly. That's great. I hope that you do well in your future endeavors and I'd like to thank you for coming to our first podcast. Thank you for being here and we look forward to listening to you and your work further on. Thank you from Women in Computing Society.
1: Thank you for inviting me as well and giving me a chance to talk about my research area at Women in Computing Society.